You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac. And I'm Biscuit. Hi, Biscuit. What's up? How are you doing? I'm good. We haven't been on a show together in a minute yet. We have not. And it came to my attention that one of the production team, yes, I'm calling you out, TJ. (laughs) All this time, we thought you were my boyfriend. Well, he assumed that God was blessing you and sending you good things. I think the verse actually says he who finds a wife... That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not a husband, okay? Get it right. Suggesting that husbands aren't good things. No, they're awesome. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I would know. <laughs> yeah, for the record, uh, T-Mac, uh, for those who were listening to that voice thinking, if only the Lord wills it, I shall one day uh, find a radiant culture. Uh, unfortunately, uh, she is no longer on the market. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a whole episode about that some other time. No, why would you have a whole episode about that? You'll cross over the other side, you'll have new insights and knowledge and wisdom. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to, you know, glean from that. Uh, <laughs> but, give uh, me a year, okay? <laughs> <laughs> At least. Not a day. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally a whole 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, we're g- glad to be here. Another exciting week in the month of April. This is not an April Fool's uh, episode. No, it <laughs> so it's not. not like we're just going to go, Doo! the show's over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've got an exciting topic. Uh, exciting topic, exciting yeah. guests. This is going to be really cool. So we're talking about this really, I wouldn't, yeah, confusing. Actually, confusing is a good word because it's almost as if these things are kind of like, okay, how I see it. I could be wrong and I'm pretty sure PC is going to tell me I'm wrong but it's like they're different but they work together so it's kind of like different forms of the same thing like how water can be it can ice. be steam it can be ice it can be um, you know water in its pouring form yeah so we're talking about purpose calling and gifting today mm. and we have our wonderful guest Pastor Craig how are you doing hello everybody I'm so excited to be here and uh, so glad that I could uh, once again be in this awesome place congratulating those among us mm-hmm. that have been officially taken off the market mm-hmm. i'm so excited to come and talk um, obviously about uh, purpose gifts callings and um the goodness of god in those areas i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's very timely for me especially i actually was like a, two weeks ago i was in a pre-marital counseling session Yay. and then the pastor asked me what is my now husband's purpose uh-huh. and or what does he think his purpose is and i answered the question and he and he thought yeah yeah that's pretty spot on then he was asked what's hers and he's like ah well <laughs> uh yeah he really didn't even know what to say uh-huh. then i was like it's fine like i think i left it blank as well <laughs> i don't know the answer and the pastor's like yeah you didn't even answer this question because mm. i don't know uh-huh. so yeah i think there's a lot of us out there who are still trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. even in our 20s, 30s, 40s, still trying to figure out this thing called purpose. Oh, yes. Yeah. So what is the difference between those three things, Pastor Craig? What's the difference between our calling, our, our purpose, purpose, and our, and our gifts? Uh, let me start by saying that this is a very um, interesting subject matter. And um, when I look at um, the Word of God, 
Uh, is it all right if I start by saying something I wrote down here? Mm-hmm. This is what I said. Talking about purpose. Purpose is a continuing journey whose speed you determine. I also said this purpose is the reason why you were born in your nation, why your ethnicity is what it is, mm. your skin color, why you were born in the family you you were in, why your temperament is the way it is, mm-hmm. etc. And then purpose. I'm coming to the definition, but purpose is the reason why you're alive and the biggest determinant in determining, or rather, in when you depart from this earth. Mm. That's how basically God works it. And um, the straying from your purpose is a very quick way, in short, to, uh, to, to, to stop living. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably how I would start this off mm. or this conversation off. Now, um, what happens is this. Purpose is what I would, uh, if I was to use metaphors and, and examples here, is what I could call um, the final destination mm-hmm. uh, in, say, a journey, right? Supposing I am trying to get from Zim to Mozambique or to, to, to Egypt. Let's, let's look at purpose as a destination which one person is driving towards. That's number one. Calling, then, is the vehicle through which you get to your purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you're, you're getting what I'm saying here. So your calling, which is a specific area of um, operation, if you want expertise or whatever it is that you're going to be finding yourself doing on a day-to-day basis, is what God puts you in so that you can accomplish your mission or whatever it is that he created you for, which is what we're calling your purpose. Mm-hmm. And then gifts, or if I look at issues of giftings, I would call giftings tools through which your calling is achieved. Mm-hmm. So you've got your purpose, why you were created in the very first place. Everybody on earth was created for some sort of purpose. And each and every day, I believe humanity is grappling with what that is. That's why you see people wanting some sort of significance, why they're wanting to make a difference, yeah. or why they're just powered up to achieve something. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's happening there? is that the original intent of the creator within you is crying out. right? So to achieve the purpose, like I'm saying, just to go back again, is God gives you calling. right? Calling basically, if we're to use job terms, is almost um, the specific place and area in life where you're going to operate. Okay. That's making God achieve why he created you for. Mm-hmm. And then he gives you gifts now. Right, abilities, and we're going to talk about them as we go. I guess he gives you gifts, abilities to be able to perform your calling, and in in doing your calling or in undertaking your calling, you are actually fulfilling your purpose. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. So that would be the difference I would see, or that would be how I would define the three areas: purpose, why you are here, or why you are created, calling, what you're going to do, giftings how you're going to do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not confusing right there. No, I think that makes sense. It does, it does. Uh-huh. But I think the confusion might come now when uh-huh. we feel as though our giftings uh-huh. or our passions don't uh-huh. necessarily match what we think our calling might be. For example, uh-huh. Moses, uh-huh. he was like, shut me, I've got this other thing, I can't talk in front of people, uh-huh. now you want me to lead the whole nation, like, uh-huh. how am I supposed to do that when I can't even, like, speak in public? Uh-huh. So you see, like, sometimes we get that what's the word you always have big words um, that contention between mm. what we're actually good at and what we believe we're supposed to do yeah it's bound to happen depending on where your walk with god is at 
right? Um, and I must say this. A lot of us are good at certain things we may not be aware that we're good at. Mm. And they I'm just basically talking about gifts, right? And so when you're not aware of your gifts, you may not adequately or perfectly or um, to a great extent fulfill your calling, mm. right? So th- normally that, um, that contention or that tension, if you want, comes as we don't fully appreciate what we can do, almost like giving... Um, an iPhone to a grandmother who knows nothing about <laughs> technology, right? Okay. Uh, what she might know is I, I know how to send text messages to call and to receive calls mm-hmm. without realizing that iPhone is a world on its own which can do a million things over and above what you know. So sometimes our lack of knowledge or our lack of adequate knowledge to the equipment, or let me say to the apps <laughs> and mm-hmm. software that God has put on the inside of us, begins a whole journey of tension mm-hmm. with certain things we feel or we actually know God wants us to do. Yeah, You see, because with Moses, uh, using the example of Moses, uh, as far as God was concerned, Moses was not a stutterer. If you go to Exodus chapter 3, where, where the conversation is happening, mm-hmm. Moses says, God, I stutter. Then God uh, says to him, who made the mouth? You see, who gives people the ability to speak? Then God goes on to say, I will give you, right, what to say. He actually tells Moses, I'm going to give you the words. Then he says to Moses, I will teach you how to speak. So here's a person who knows not that within him some way is an ability to speak, obviously, from God to fulfill his purpose of taking the Israelites from Egypt to Canaan. So he didn't know that. And he, his, his lack of knowledge about that was so strong that when God tells him that, you know what, you're the guy I've actually chosen, is the one who shut out a door on something he could have been really good at, that kind of a thing. So uh, without trying to run into the conversation, knowledge is a very important part of the purpose, calling, and gifting equation. In fact, the first thing a person must really understand is is in in these three is 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 um is their purpose but before they know their purpose there's something they must also know right first before they know their purpose because it's futile in fact i believe it's impossible to actually know your purpose before you know another body of information or something else another level of knowledge that will really begin the process yeah <laughs> okay i guess uh, we're going to hear that now right <laughs> definitely right um behind the purpose of a thing you've got to go into the mind of its creator, right? Mm -hmm. Before you go into the mind of a creator of a thing, it's futile to tell us what that thing is supposed to do and can do and should do. Mm. Probably your limited knowledge might tell you something. Just like, again, I used a phone. Uh, We could use cars. We could use uh, all sorts of things in life, right? Whenever you come to an invention of any sort, if you really want to know what it can do, you want to know uh, the people who, um, who created it. I'm actually, I marvel. Of course, I must admit, I like sports more than anything on TV. But you know, when I see the car shows, you know, the things that you think you know about a car, you get amazed when you hear analysts, experts, and sometimes the people who have made them talk about the very thing that you see on a certain level. So it's the same thing with us as individuals. With regards to our purposes as individuals, we've got to go back to who made us and what he had in mind when he made us mm-hmm. to be able to crack the code. 
So I would say it's jumping the gun for me to want to know my purpose before I want to know my maker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fantastic thing about this maker of ours, he even gives us a manual. And like all people, you know, <laughs> humanity has a very uncanny and um, specialized ability to ignore manuals mm-hmm. in the pursuit and search to do whatever it is that we do. We, 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 we do that a lot, unfortunately. Uh, praise God, the one who's listening to me right now loves the maker's manual, which is the Bible. So knowing God and knowing the word is the first step into the sea called your purpose. Mm. Without that, I dare say you will never fully discover all that God has created you to be and to do. So it starts by knowing God. That's, that's probably where, where we're talking about. And this is more than just um, saying, Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Remember Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32. Daniel says, the people that know their God, they shall be strong. And then they shall do exploits. Mm-hmm. What do we try to do as people? We start by trying to do things before we've been something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope that's making sense. Mm-hmm. So in knowing God, what God actually does is he begins to shape you first yeah. and change you first. What is he doing? He's, he's basically positioning you onto the runway <laughs> of a journey called your purpose. So it's about knowing God. Knowing God changes you. As you're getting changed, you're molded into whatever it is that you're supposed to do. So it starts by intimately knowing God. How well do you know God? How well acquainted are you with God? That kind of a thing. And, and, and when you get to that kind of place, you find out that the, the journey into, into the world of purpose is, 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 is rather seamless and not as scary or as um, complex or as difficult as um, we have made it to look like. But how many times mm. do people talk about getting just to, to know God intimately? You see, and to grow in that, in that, in that realm. Yeah, so that, that's probably way, not probably, that's where purpose must start. Mm. The maker and his manual. If he can be good in that place, the, the, the rest of the process is going to be easier. Mm. I guess I've, I've always looked at it rather simplistically as well. Uh-huh. Like yourself, I, I don't think this stuff is meant to be complicated. We mm. complicate it, mm. or others, I, I complicate it mm. in my life. I also mm. <laughs> make things very, very difficult and very tricky. Mm. Um, you, but but listening to what you've said mm. and um, totally agree, mm. you've got to know the creator. I mean, mm. all things are kind of pointless without beginning there. Mm. So I think uh, as listeners out there, it goes without saying mm. that please begin there. Mm. Don't worry about anything else we say if you haven't started at that point. That's correct. Um, but I, I guess uh, listening to what you said, you you've you've uh, like like uh, T Max says, I like big words and I kind of like. Grammatically <laughs> analyzing things, uh. but you've you've spoken about calling, and you've you've mm. said that in a sort of like uh, each person has a their own specific kind of calling. That's mm-hmm. kind of what you're suggesting, like mm. using the example of vehicles. Maybe each vehicle will be used in a certain way, but then mm. the vehicles in general have a certain thing that generally meant to do. Mm. When you've spoken about purpose, you've kind of used pluralistic terms like okay. our purpose or or a people's purpose and so on. Mm. Are you suggesting that there is one purpose or are you saying that there's multiple purposes? Um, Yes and no, or perhaps yes and yes. For starters, there's a generic purpose of humanity. All right, I like um, purpose-driven life. 
by Rick Warren. I thought he did mm-hmm. a fantastic job there. He, in his book, there he, he lists what I would say every each individual is supposed to perform whilst he's on earth, something generic. Yeah. Like, for example, to know God, right, and become a follower of God. The purpose, generically, all of us, is to worship the Creator and be part of a church family. Yeah. Is to minister within that church family and be on a mission, right? Well, when I say mission, there, let me just try to use the generic word, say, let's say evangelize the world. Mm. But when you come to that final part, that final mission part, that's when we probably start taking off ramps from this from this main road. Mm-hmm. In that everybody now begins to find out who they are in this generic puzzle. So for, for somebody, his route eventually leads them into, say, ministry insofar as preaching is concerned. Another person eventually goes, say, um, into still the mission, but perhaps working, um, doing a philanthropy and things like that. Of course, I must be careful how I measure philanthropy, because mm-hmm. personally speaking, I believe there's a world of difference between godly philanthropy and um, the world's philanthropy. I am informed by 1 Corinthians 13, which says, if I love, if I give to the point of not love, you know, I'm, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. Which for me differentiates between, say, and with all due respect, uh, being an NGO and uh, loving people or doing philanthropic activities and being in church kind of thing. But you've got people whose who's, 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 who's calling direction, say, directs them in that part, right? You've got people who are musical, right? You've got people that are athletic, sports, right? You've got people that are entrepreneurial uh, and people that are social entrepreneurs, if I can use that, uh, that term. So the overall purpose is mission, right? But now coming down to the individual person, now that's where our roads begin to what? To, to separate. Let's use your body, right? Your body is you. You are your body, if I can use that analogy for now. Yet um, in this body, the function of the nose is not necessarily the function of the eyes, mm-hmm. which is not the function of the ears or the hands. Yet this whole thing is really trying to move you as an individual in one direction. That's where probably um, then our, our specific purposes are, are different now. So for instance, my finger, its job description, if you want, or its purpose is to hold, is to write, is to carry, is to lift, to and so forth, nose, right? Nose, <laughs> my fingers, or my chance, I'm shown on my hand, if you want, right? Yet, if you look at my eyes, theirs is to see. But it's not just seeing in isolation, right? It's all part of this big puzzle. And and so that's, that's how I would put it right there. But... Um, Speaking actually from what you've said, mm. this is, I guess, this was going to be one of my l- later questions. Mm. Um, one of the things that causes a lot of confusion uh-huh. is people's confusing of even those things uh-huh. the purpose and the calling. Exactly. And when those are confused, sometimes that's problematic because then you might never figure out your purpose, making mm. your calling ineffective, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, from what you're saying, it sounds mm. as though mm. the destination, as you mentioned, is the purpose because everyone's destination no matter what is going to be the same we, we're all going to the same place which is to the father that's the intent i guess mm. but if you're going to use the examples of your hand or your eyes aren't those therefore now callings because that hand was designed to do specific things it's called to do those actions or the eyes are called to do what it does but the 
overall part of that singular purpose, which mm-hmm. is the body. Mm-hmm. So that is my question. Isn't that a confusion of terms when we now call it purpose when it's calling? No, not really. It depends, unless I'm failing to explain myself and I trust um, the Holy Spirit will help me here. Remember what I said? Purpose, I just used a, a metaphor to say yeah. purpose is like a destination, right? It's like a journey, right? Calling is the vehicle in that journey. Um, almost like your job, right? Of course, again, people confuse careers and, and purpose, which is not necessarily the thing. Let's call purpose what God created you to do or to be or to achieve on earth, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's purpose. Your calling is the how you're going to do that. So, for instance, your purpose is to change the Southern African continent for the glory of God. How are you going to do that purpose? God then, within that purpose, he decides you do that as um, as a pastor. That's how you're going to change the Southern African uh, continent, correct? The calling now, right, comes into that place where you, we're saying you are a pastor. Right? That's the function that God is going to use to make you change Southern Africa. Mm. Is that okay? Or your calling mm. could be um, to impact the world. Remember your purpose, sorry. <laughs> to impact the world insofar as medicine is concerned. And maybe let me just uh, break that down insofar as um, medicines are concerned. Yeah. That's your what? That's your, perp- that's your purpose. How are you going to do it? You're going to do it through research. Another person could be almost within the same realm. How are they going to do it? They're going to actually make the drugs. Another person could be probably within. I'm just giving you just scopes to, to, to show you that calling is the vehicle. And the vehicles are, are totally different, right? Another person's um, calling could just be a pharmacist, right? Or rather to work within the pharmaceutical realm, which, which necessarily is not... Um, up this uh, chain where you're necessarily doing research, for instance. So the, the, the calling is what you are doing every single day. But why are you doing this every single day? Because there's something that God wants achieved within a certain space of time. So the objective and then the day-to-day um, work or runnings is basically objective purpose. And then what you're doing each and every day, that's your, that's your calling. Right. Okay. And, and within your calling now. Remember, God gives you abilities, right? Those abilities to be a pastor, those abilities to be a teacher, those abilities, various abilities, gifts, we call, we call them giftings, right? Those abilities that enable you then to do a certain job, right? To achieve a certain purpose. I could almost say calling uh, is, is, vis- is, is, is purpose, right? No, sorry. Uh, purpose is the ultimate reality. Mm-hmm. Calling, I could almost, for now, for lack of a better word, say is your job, right? Which is making you achieve your purpose. And then gifts is your abilities to do the job, to achieve your purpose. Okay. Can you speak to us about Esther and Absolutely. her calling, her purpose, calling, and gifting? Like, Thank you. Where does it fit in? Thank you. Her purpose, why she was created. And, and you use a very nice, uh, a nice uh, example because remember 313 says, who knows? Right? Perhaps you're in the kingdom for such a time as this. Her purpose as an individual, right, was the deliverance of Israel from absolute um, decimation. That was her purpose. That's why she was there. Calling now, how was she going to do this? 
She was definitely called to be a wife of a king and operate in that place. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yeah. Then giftings, right. I would probably use um I'll probably use issues of her ability to speak. Right? And uh by by giftings, there are categories of giftings. Sorry, I don't want to go on a rabbit trail, but I'm coming there. Mm. The categories of giftings, but natural giftings, or what I want to call talents, right? Just the ability to speak, right? Just the ability to speak in that particular story. You see, you see amazing, you see amazing, um, what can I say? Amazing ways in which that saved a whole nation. I could almost call her a, a leader as well, or she demonstrated leadership in that. I'm talking about gifts here, yeah. right? Things God gives you or abilities God gives you to be able to fulfill a calling, right? Her ability to organize the whole Israelite team to fast for three days. You see, the ability to influence at that level a whole nation to go on a fast for three days for what was going to be a game changer insofar as the future was concerned. So those are abilities. So God plans various mm -hmm. abilities abilities in all of us i'm not sure if i should talk about that what i believe are the categories of what of giftings that i think you should because i'm trying to figure out where her beauty fits in <laughs> no for real though because she didn't do anything she absolutely natural i would put i would actually put that under natural talents mm -hmm. okay giftings so i believe that there are four um categories of giftings and uh i'm generally talking to christians here but let me start with what i would call the the base level of, of giftings, which is what we normally call natural abilities, mm -hmm. right? Things that you can seamlessly do excellently, mm -hmm. naturally, right? Uh, all of us have got plenty. Someone said, um, someone took a research and discovered, I'm forgetting now, again, I, I go back to Rick Warren's book, um, that every individual has got a phenomenal number of things that naturally they can do yeah. without needing to you know, to be cranked up uh, per se. Natural things. You will find this whether a person is a Christian or not. We've all been endowed with, um, with natural talents, right? So someone can run, someone can sing, someone can, is artistic, naturally, mm -hmm. right? God or no God. But I believe all of it comes from God, obviously, because he's yeah. a creator. So that's the base level of giftings. Coming now into those of us who believe in God, the next level of giftings, which every believer has, is what we call spiritual gifts. These are found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Mm -hmm. Remember when Paul says everybody who is a believer, to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. Now you tend to notice that these range of giftings, nine of them, are basically there to edify the church. Right? So you can be prophetic. You can have faith, the gift of faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles, um, word of wisdom, and so forth, right? Those are spiritual giftings which God infuses by the Holy Spirit to each and every born-again person, right, mm -hmm. to achieve a certain thing within the confines of his church. So everybody now, if you're a believer, you're starting off on your natural gifts. You're stepping into the realm of what? Uh, your spiritual gifts. Right. Number three, uh, there's what we call or what I want to call service or ministry gifts. You find these are explained by Paul within um, Romans chapter 12. 
you know, the gift of service. There's some people, you know, that are given. This is another level of gifting now. He talks about service. He talks about leadership. He talks about benevolence, you know. Now, when, we, when we're talking about these things now, you find out that everyone can have a measure of these things. Mm -hmm. But the moment it gets to giftedness, you are basically a level or a notch higher than everybody else. Mm -hmm. I guess that's why to, to an extent we say Lionel Messi is gifted. Mm -hmm. We all can play soccer, but the truth of the matter is the level at which Messi plays soccer, we call it a what? A gift. The same would apply insofar as spiritual gifts and um, ministry gifts. So all of anyone called a Christian should cast out a demon, a demon, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone called a Christian should lay the hands on the sick mm -hmm. and they should recover. But when you talk about the gifts of um, uh, healing, for instance, the level at which that person does tends to be a notch higher than all of us. Mm -hmm. okay. Same thing with service gifts. Everybody in church is supposed to be involved. But there's certain people when, um, or ministry gifts, there's certain people when they touch certain things, they seem to do it at a higher level than anyone. One of them is the, the, the ministry gift of giving, generosity, yeah. right? Uh, Paul talks about if you're generous, do it with the grace that God has given you, grace, mm. grace, uh, supernatural ability there, right? So there are some people, their level of giving, and I'm not talking about being a billionaire here, but you know, when it comes to giving, the rate or, or the weight of their giving or the effectiveness or the extent of their giving is beyond normal. <laughs> God gives some ministry gifts then um, above those um there are what we call um fivefold ministry giftings mm -hmm. uh, right now these the bible says he gives some right mm -hmm. so you tend to see that it's not all of us but it's some of us and i'm coming back to a, a purpose and calling here uh, some are apostles prophets teachers evangelists and pastors right for the edification not for the education education actually he says is to build up the church right or the saints for the work of ministry so that we can come to the full knowledge of christ not tossed to by any wind of doctrine blah 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 yeah. etc so why are the gifts there they are there to make us perform our calling i'll come back and give a practical example not of a pastor but of an artist a person has just got a nudge uh, a hand for drawing god places within them the gift of prophecy you tend to see that somehow, somewhere, this guy, whenever he draws, he draws abstract things or um, concepts that may not make sense today, but that could be pointing us to a future. Mm -hmm. I'll use another artist again. There's an artist whose, whose works just bring healing. You know? So he's got a natural talent to draw. But there's something about his drawings that every time you look at it, they're therapeutic. In fact, generally, when you talk about art, people say that art changes the ambience of a room. Mm -hmm. Now, can you imagine a gift of art um, linked with um, prophecy? Now, I know prophecy, people normally tend to think about the future, but prophecy insofar as God speaking his mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I could be looking at a piece and come out with an idea that could save my marriage. Mm. Right? So that piece of art has suddenly become very prophetic. Mm -hmm. I'm just using just simple examples here to, to show you how our gifts are helping us fulfill a certain what? Calling. The calling is just helping us to achieve our purpose. Why God created us. So you see, so, so that's, where, that's where gifts come in. Now, it's very sad if a person does not discover the full range of specs that they come with in their quest to do what God 
has created them to do. You're just like a, a four-wheel drive that's in the mountains, which are muddy, you know, and rocky. Yet the driver is failing to engage the four-wheel drive part of the, of the vehicle. What happens? You struggle. One of the reasons people are struggling now is they haven't quite figured out how to unleash the gifts that God has placed on the inside of them. But all of this, I go back to how I started. You can never fully know what's inside you if you don't know the maker yeah. of you. So the more you, the more, the more you, you are inclined um, to knowing God, it begins to really show you who you're supposed to be. And as you see who you're supposed to be, you, you enter into your giftings. Um, it's just like issues of passion. Am I running ahead of myself? Well, before we go there, <laughs> bring it back to where you just landed, actually. Yes. Um, knowing the creator uh -huh. and the mind of the creator, mm. at least in relation to yourself, mm. if we're starting there, mm. and you're saying that the more you know him, mm -hmm. the more you mm -hmm. will know, I guess. The question of understanding what is your purpose mm -hmm. Is that how? Are you saying that is how you find out what that is? Because you, everyone kind of wants to get a definitive mm -hmm. explanation of what that is. Mm -hmm. And I want to know whether you start from the top, like start with knowing God, which could be a very long journey to, mm -hmm. to, before you get there, mm -hmm. or you start from the easier place. Mm -hmm. People ask, are my abilities or mm -hmm. my giftings an indication of my calling and therefore my purpose? What a which way question. do you go which way to you figure go? out? what that purpose is. Remember how I started. I said it's a journey. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have time to, to read, but or maybe I can. No, you can read. Go Jeremiah ahead. 13. If we go to Jeremiah chapter 13, there's, there's a very interesting example I want to show you about um, how God operates with us. It's a journey, right? It's a journey that ends the day that you die. In Jeremiah chapter 13, see how God works with Jeremiah. Right? Verse 1. This is what the Lord said to me. Go buy a linen belt and put it around your waist, but do not let it touch water. So I bought a belt as the Lord directed and put it around my waist. Instruction number one. Right? Verse three. Then the word came to me a second time. Right? Take the belt you bought in the wearing around your waist and go now to Perath and hide it there in a crevice. Again, so I went and hid it at Perath as the Lord commanded me. I, I hope you're getting where I'm taking this. That God is moving with Jeremiah in stages is mm is -hmm. is moving with jeremiah in what stages god is a very process type of god i know a lot of people want mm -hmm. quick results but there are certain things you can never bypass right if you're going to achieve certain things for god never or at the very worst you may not be very successful in that so if you keep reading many days later the lord now said to me go now to Perth and get the belt i told you to hide there so I went to Perath and dug up the belt and took it from the place where I didn't it. But now, by now it was ruined and completely useless. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord says. And then he explains why Jeremiah was going through all of that. So I'm just trying to say the journey to understanding your purpose is not an overnight journey. Mm -hmm. Right? In fact, Paul, when he's talking about prophecy, he says we see in part and we prophesy in part. Yeah. So as you're walking your Christian journey, things become clearer as you grow in God. Now, in terms of discovering, in terms of discovering your purpose, where, where does this start? Definitely, 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 it starts, it starts by knowing God. 
And what happens with God now, or rather, it's, it's all about knowing God, but I would categorize it in two areas. As you are knowing God for yourself as an individual, this is what's going to happen. Number one, he's going to speak to you. And let me explain what I mean by speak to you. You could get a vision, get a dream, someone could prophesy to you, or he himself could directly say something to you. Correct? That's one part of getting to discover why you're here. This normally happens as you get closer and closer to God. All right? Or rather, the understanding or the receiving of his purpose as directly given to you, right, is easier the more you understand and know God. Right? The other part now, there's, a, there's an instrument uh, that's used, right, um, by many people worldwide that points you to your, to your, to your purpose. And uh, they call it the shape analysis or the shape model. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard about that. Yeah, I know of the shape acronym. You know, I don't know. You, you know about the shape. Do you know it? No. <laughs> okay, I know. So, I won't spoil it though. Okay. <laughs> so in shape, I'm sure um, they say your spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. right? H, they say your heart. Yeah. What so your heart your is all about. Yeah. Exactly. Your passions. Your, your, your A becomes your natural abilities. Mm-hmm. Your P becomes, um, in fact, P for me is passion. Heart is probably desires. Because, by the way, God speaks a lot through our desires. Mm-hmm. God speaks a great deal through our desires. A lot of people do not know this, but a lot of times God plants certain desires in our hearts, mm. you know, which are just directing us um, towards our purpose. And then P, P becomes your passion, and then E, your experiences in life. Mm-hmm. I'll give, uh, let me start with the E part. Uh, when I was in high school, um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the E and the P. In both of those things when i was in high school somehow some way somehow some way um from from one to about all level it never really dawned on to me that i actually wanted um, some sort of leadership i just liked to be in leadership mm-hmm. so from 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 the first year of my high school to my fourth year that didn't didn't really register when i was in my my first year of a level i just wanted to be you know the big clubs in the school and not only drowned to be in the big clubs, when, when people started posting about who wants to be president and leader, I wanted to be. In fact, I also wanted to be a prefect in the school. Somehow, somewhere, I just said this, uh, what can I say, passion or de- a desire if you want. I actually wanted to. And then um, another thing that I found myself doing, I'll come back. So by God's grace, I, I found myself in leadership. Somehow, somewhere, people thought this guy could actually lead. Together with that, from a, a few years earlier, I, I had an interest in theater, which almost started as if it was peer pressure. But, um, you know, I found myself in the drama club. I found myself in the drama club. I would, I would do a lot of public performances. Mm-hmm. In leadership and in drama, I also found myself that, hey, I actually like speaking. So part of whatever I did involved speaking. Mm-hmm. This was in, in high school. Uh, a year after high school, that's when, boom, the Lord told me straight, I want you to be a pastor. Now, when I then go back to my years in high school and see my experiences with uh, leading certain people, with uh, public speaking and so forth, it suddenly made sense that these experiences were directing me to my calling. So there's a lot of things, a lot of experiences that people go through without realizing that they are actually indicative of what God eventually wants them to do. Mm-hmm. But that's just part. Remember, we said spiritual gifts. 
sometimes again you see your ability to 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 be spiritual in a certain sense also just pointing you those are pointers from god to say you know what this is the direction i want you to do to take same thing with heart's desires god plants desires in us right in fact the first desire god plants in every human being whether they know it or not is the desire for god and then some of them like i said you see wanting significance wanting to make a difference and so forth that's god pointing a person towards uh, their purpose and calling that kind of thing and then abilities the things that you find yourself doing i find out that for instance naturally i like writing ironically in high school i was doing commercials for 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 subjects so that although i also have discovered some or some with that help we have come we have come uh, we have come from and what i'm doing now but i find out that i even though i never did writing or, or specialized in writing in at that time i find out that whenever i need to write something down it comes naturally so this is a range of checks which uh, a person can take you know or evaluate to see what their calling is if i can if i if i can talk about calling sometimes you notice the things you're passionate about why are you so passionate about orphans and you you're not even worried about going to make it big in the corporate sector and so forth many times those things are pointers to what our calling and purpose is all about hi guys it's tj from the reading culture podcast thank you guys for listening to this episode i hope you found our discussion to be insightful and that there were a lot of helpful things that you can use along your journey um join us again next week as we continue to the second half of this message where we talk about you know questions like can you miss your calling and if so how do you reconcile so yeah hear us again next week later thank you for listening to this week's episode of the radiant culture podcast if you want to make a contribution make a suggestion or have a request you can get in touch with us via email on radiant at the hub.co.zw or inbox us on facebook and twitter look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know god bless it's hot it's fresh it's uncut hashtag real talk on the radiant culture podcast